Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I am your host Danny, and today I have decided to do a solo podcast and this podcast is going to be a little bit of an update on me and where I'm currently at and the reason for that is I think it helps when you're listening to somebody's content, somebody's advice and um, information that they are putting out. It helps to know who it's coming from and I also want you guys to be able to sort of relate to me in some ways as well. Um, So yeah, I thought I would do a little bit of an update on me because I've not done anything like this in a while and obviously I'm not really on YouTube at the moment either. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast and if anybody has any questions after listening to this, please don't hesitate to drop me a direct message on Instagram or send me an email. I would be more than happy to hear from you and um, respond to any questions that you do have. So from like a training perspective, obviously at the moment my training looks like basically CrossFit most of the week um, with a glute hamstring hypertrophy session or two over the week because I have no shame in still caring about my body composition and um yeah my my glutes and hamstrings probably the only muscle groups I really want to grow but sometimes on the end of that glute ham session well often on the end of that glute ham session I will add in some rear delt work as well and some calf raises just for injury prevention because obviously when you're doing CrossFit and you're doing Olympic lifting and you've got a lot of overhead loading in that style of training um, and you've also got a lot of high intensity work, it can be really, really, really beneficial to do some injury prevention work alongside that um, and make sure you train muscle groups like your rear delts. So I make sure to keep that in and um, yeah, maybe a little bit of sort of a tip for anyone who is into Olympic lifting CrossFit style work. I think it is beneficial to have some um, sort of like prehab work in there as well. So my my glute hamstring session is your typical sort of bikini girl glute hamstring session really. I will do two to three sets of most exercises. I'll start on the abductor I will superset that with the adductor and I will then move on to either um, the nautilus glute drive or a 45 degree hip extension Um, I will usually do a seated hamstring curl Um, what else do I do in that session I'll do sometimes a lion hamstring curl leg extension um, and then sort of move on to calves and rear delts. So it's nothing crazy because my CrossFit training, my Olympic lifting training is very taxing. So I wouldn't want that session to be incredibly high volume or anything like that because that would take away from my, my CrossFit training. Um, but it is in there and I do still care about my body composition. So although it's not the main focus, I do still care about that and I do still do a little bit of hypertrophy training over the week. And um, yeah, I'm really enjoying CrossFit still, absolutely love it. I've now done two CrossFit competitions in the sort of scaled category. So for those of you who don't know how CrossFit works, basically there's RX and there's scaled. RX is like the... um, 
the standard that the top athletes in CrossFit CrossFit would compete at. So it's like the the heaviest loads you might have to, for example, do um, box jump overs where you clear the box. So you don't jump onto the box and then jump off it. You would jump over the box and clear the box. Um, and you'll have to do movements like, like muscle ups and um, handstand push ups on a deficit, for example. So basically RX is the hardest category. And then they're scaled where there's some adaptations to make exercises easier. So you might, for example, do pull-ups rather than muscle-ups. Um, so I competed in scaled and there's also scaled one and scaled two. Scaled one is a slightly harder version of scaled. Scaled two is a slightly easier version of scaled. So, so far I've competed in scaled one, which is the harder version of scaled. I can do some of the RX movements now, but I'm definitely not an RX athlete yet. So yeah, I've done two CrossFit competitions in the scale category. Um, the first one was same sex teams of three and we came second and the second one was same sex teams of two and we actually won that competition. So um, yeah, it's, it's really good fun. Everyone's lovely. Everyone's so supportive of each other and the atmosphere at the competitions is, is pretty amazing. So yeah, it's just a nice way to sort of push yourself and see where you're at and track your progress within CrossFit as well. So um, like every competition, I aim to be able to do like more advanced movements. So um, that's good. And some of the movements that have been in the competition, I've literally learned maybe two weeks before, such as rope climbs before the, the first competition. And that's been like challenging, but in a really, really fun way. So I've really enjoyed doing that. And I've actually got my next competition. So my third competition scheduled for December, which is again, same sex teams of two. I wanted to leave a decent gap between this last competition that I've done and the next one that I do so that I can actually make some solid progress between the two competitions and um, compete and know that I have advanced within that time rather than competing too frequently and not actually having time to make significant progress between each competition. Competing in CrossFit is also incredibly taxing. My central nervous system was absolutely fried after I competed. It takes a while to recover from and in the the day or so before your competition you rest as well so your training almost takes a little bit of a hit for maybe about a week few days either side of the competition so that's another reason to maybe not compete too frequently and allow yourself time between each each competition if you are going to compete in crossfit at some point um i also i'm still doing things like i have a photo shoot booked in a week or so with some of the other girls from Compact. Um, so that's with Jasmine, Charlie and Holly. And I'm really looking forward to that. So yeah, I do still care about my body composition and I still um, am sort of, I'm mindful from a nutrition perspective. A lot of people say I still eat like a bodybuilder because I still have a serving of protein with each meal and um, I still eat lots of fruit and veg. I'm still very health conscious, but my focus is on performance and health as opposed to pushing my body to the absolute extreme of being shredded. And that's what 
I value now. I value having a little bit more balance in my life and um, yeah, being able to enjoy other aspects of life and body composition not being my sole focus and um, not being so hyper-focused on that. It's really nice, actually. It's really refreshing not to have that as my sole focus. And I am probably the healthiest I've been since I got into the fitness industry. And I'm also the fittest I've been since I got into the industry due to CrossFit. Um, and I definitely actually say that I've progressed with hypertrophy since I got into CrossFit as well. Um, so I feel like I'm in a really good spot and um, I don't see that changing for a long time, what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, really enjoying still things like the the photo shoot that I've got booked in and I still very much communicate with a lot of people in the bodybuilding industry. I still coach competitors and I still thoroughly enjoy that. Um, but I also coach non-competitors alongside that and I'm really enjoying that side of things as well. So probably at the moment I have about a 50-50 split between competitors and non-competitors who I coach. I absolutely love both. Um, but obviously my own goals and values are more in line with the non-competitors at the moment um, in terms of me valuing my health and not pushing my body to the extreme anymore. Um, because those of you listening will know that competing in bodybuilding is an extreme. Your health is not a priority and you will, whether it's temporarily or whether it's long term, you will experience some negative health effects when you are pushing your body to that extreme of stepping on stage. It is unavoidable. So my own personal goals and where I'm at in my life right now do uh, res resonate and relate more to the non-competitors than with the competitors and um, I'm also currently running the second launch of the eight-week program that I run called Educate in Eight um, and that's basically an eight-week coaching program where I coach people to make progress towards their individual body composition related goals but I also educate them throughout the process. So there's weekly Facebook Q&As, there is weekly educational videos on topics such as the menstrual cycle, fat loss, hypertrophy, recovery, stress and sleep. I really enjoy that running that course and I know how valuable it is for people. The feedback has been amazing. So if any of you are interested in that, I have actually recorded a podcast with two of the girls who were on the last launch so go and check that out it's obviously on the female fitness podcast and basically i interview them i didn't tell them what i was going to ask them before the podcast so it is completely honest and you can obviously message them on instagram to check that out if you want to um but yeah i did a bit of an interview with the girls and there's also another podcast up on my my podcast channel which is just me talking about educating it and what it's all about so if anyone's interested in finding out a little bit more about that please go and listen to those podcasts they will be really really helpful for you and um clients i've had compete so far this season have been millie tara and emily who've all done incredibly well emily probably picked one of she picked i would go as far as saying maybe the second or third biggest ifbb qualifier as her first ever bodybuilding show and she held her own she did um alicante with the ifbb she looked incredible up on stage 
And like I said, she picked one of the biggest shows on the IFBB circuit for her first ever bodybuilding show in the bikini class, which yeah, is, is high to aim for, but she absolutely smashed it. And um, Tara, she competed with the PCA in first timers and she qualified for the British final. She came top five and um, Millie has been competing with two bros and she's got her last show this weekend. So I'm really looking forward to seeing her up there at the two bros British finals as well. So I'm still incredibly proud of my competitive athletes and I love coaching them to bits. Um, even though my personal sort of training and nutrition is very different from theirs. And even though my personal values are very different from theirs, I still love coaching the competitors that I do currently have under my wing. Um, and in terms of my own sort of professional development, those of you who know me will know that I love sort of furthering my own education. I always want to make sure that I'm doing that continuously throughout my career. Um, and I, I do my own research outside of formal qualifications. I really care about making sure that I stay up to date with um, the research behind training and nutrition. And I'm constantly sort of pushing myself as a coach as well as um, within my own training. It's actually one of the things that I really like about training, how it pushes you mentally and what you gain from that and how you become stronger as a person can be applied to the rest of your life on a tangent there. But um, yeah, professionally, I have actually just started my level four strength and conditioning qualification with Olympic lifting, which I'm really enjoying. At the moment, I am just sort of going through the, the online lectures and um, the sort of knowledge part of the qualification and alongside that basically what I've got to do is I have to write a case study on an athlete so um, I am going to find a athlete to coach through the the process of progressing as an athlete themselves for a particular sport and um, I'm going to coach the athlete on Olympic lifting in person at a local facility to me and write up a case study on them. So do like a, a needs analysis, assess what they're wanting to achieve, um, what their sport is, make sure that I plan out their um, training to be in line with what they want to achieve and in line with their sort of personal circumstances and who they are as a person. I'm going to coach them in person, but also write up a case study, give them a training program and coach them with nutrition alongside that because I already have my performance nutrition diploma, so I can already coach performance athletes with nutrition. So um, if anyone actually is interested in sort of getting involved, please could you drop me a direct message on Instagram because I am looking for a case study uh, client at the moment. Like I said, it has to be if you are someone who either wants to try a new sport or um, you already participate in a sport, I have to be coaching you for, for performance, so for a sport rather than for bodybuilding. So if anyone is interested, I'm looking for a case study athlete, it will be discounted coaching, like heavily discounted coaching. So please drop me a message if you're interested and I'll go through everyone who's inquired and pick the right person. Um, but yeah, I'm looking for a case study. It will be heavily discounted 
coaching. So if you're looking at sort of training for a sport and progressing with that, please do get in touch. And like I said, I already have my performance nutrition diploma with the IOPN. I'm already qualified as a personal trainer and fitness instructor. I'm just doing my strength and conditioning qualification to further my knowledge and um, get a little bit more into the performance side of things. So anyone who's interested, please do drop me a message. And from a sort of nutrition perspective, personally, I'm really enjoying having flexibility, like being able to go out for, for meals and relax and enjoy myself. Now I do drink every now and again, not very often because, um, and when I do drink, I, when I say I drink, I mean, I usually just have a couple of drinks. I don't go crazy because um, I care about being able to sort of feel good and function well throughout the week. So in general, I'll only have like a couple of drink, drinks most of the time. Sometimes I'll have a little bit more, but I do enjoy being social with my friends and being able to be a little bit more relaxed with nutrition. And I honestly think that's really added to the quality of my life and um, I'm really enjoying being able to do that. Being able to be social is really good for your overall health and well-being. Um, you know, as humans, human connection is so important. So I'm really, really valuing that at the moment. And um, it's just so nice to not have to worry about every little gram of food that's going into my mouth after spending so long competing. It's really so refreshing and for anyone who's sort of making that transition yourselves and maybe you've competed and you're now coming away from that and you're trying to get used to that flexibility I know it's hard I know it feels like you're never going to get to the point where you can be relaxed around food I know that sometimes you might feel a little bit stressed about social occasions but I promise you that you will get to a point where you can be relaxed around food you can enjoy your life it will feel easier and when you get to that point it's so rewarding and you can still make great body composition progress you can still make great performance progress whilst being flexible with nutrition and having a drink every now and again and at the end of the day like life is to be lived life is way too short not to enjoy what you're doing so yeah if you feel a pull away from being super rigid trust that pull trust your gut make that transition and trust that that process will get easier and you've got to just stick it out like it will feel hard at first but you've just got to stick it out and you'll get to a point where you can relax around nutrition and you can really enjoy your life without overanalyzing every little gram of food that goes into your mouth and it's such a beautiful place to be so just trust that process and if any of you are struggling drop me a message and I'm happy to help however I can and as a coach it's what actually I'm really passionate about at the moment helping people make that transition away from being so rigid helping people enjoy their lives while still making great progress as an athlete as someone who wants to change their body composition you can still have those goals without taking it to the extreme of stepping on stage and you can transition away from that extreme of stepping on stage and have more flexibility and have more of a life and still make body composition progress it doesn't have to completely consume you and that's what i'm really passionate about promoting at the moment so um yeah anyone who's struggling please don't hesitate to to get in touch and um, from a nutrition perspective, I mostly 
eat quote unquote intuitively most of the time now um you could argue whether it is intuitive because obviously i've tracked my food for years so subconsciously i think there's always going to be an awareness and some kind of um sort of conscious calculated decisions around food because of the fact i've tracked for years but i will happily go out for food with my meals i'll eat when i'm hungry i'll stop eating when i am full i have challenged sort of some of the the bodybuilding behaviors in my own head so feeling like i have to eat every two to three hours a meal containing protein you know sometimes I'll just have a snack, which is some fruit without protein because I'm not a bodybuilder anymore and I can do that and still make progress. So I've challenged some of those things and yeah, I don't track most of the time. Sometimes on the odd occasion, I will track a couple of days such as um, when I competed in CrossFit, I did uh, track the two days before I competed because I wanted to make sure that I had enough food coming in to perform to the best of my ability on the day of the competition so that's an example of the times that i might track my food just because otherwise i probably wouldn't consume enough for, for performing my best on the day because ideally you want um, a higher carb diet and um to make sure that you're at least at maintenance probably ideally in a bit of a surplus those couple of days before the comp so that's why i tracked on those two days but in general I won't track. I will be really mindful around food. Like I said, I will listen to my hunger cues. If I fancy a particular food, I will have it. Um, I, I eat slowly without distractions to my food properly. I'm not afraid to leave food on my plate. If I go out for a meal, um, I can easily just eat like a couple of squares of chocolate and then leave it there. Um, my relationship with food is in an excellent place and um, I feel more in tune with my body than probably I have been since I started competing because obviously when you compete you do ignore your hunger cues when you're dieting to that extreme you have to ignore your body you have to ignore your hunger cues and it can take a long time to transition away from that which is why I'm putting the emphasis on the fact on the fact that I am now very much in tune with my body and in tune with my hunger cues it's not that i've ever had an eating disorder or anything like that at all i've always had a pretty good relationship with food but when you compete you do ignore your body you do enjoy your you do ignore your hunger cues and um it takes a while to transition away from that and be able to listen to your body again and to be able to trust your body so that's why I've put the emphasis on that transition and how it how good it feels to be able to trust my body now and I just feel in such a good place with nutrition and training um and like for example I've got this photo shoot coming up in a week or so and I've not felt the need to diet for it at all I'm very happy in my own skin and um yeah I am just in a really good place and I wanted to share that with you guys so that's where I'm personally currently at. A little bit of an update on me this week. If anyone, like I said, if anyone wants to reach out, like any general comments that you have, any questions that you have, I'm always happy to help however I can. It's what I pride myself in doing. You know, it's why I got into the industry because I just want to help people. So please don't hesitate to reach out if you ever have any questions. If you have any questions on anything I've covered in this podcast, um, or any questions or comments in general, please just reach out to me. My Instagram is Danny Bosworth. 
that's double N. Um, my website is dannybosworth.com. Everything sort of follows the same tune. My email is hello at dannybosworth.com. So don't hesitate to, to reach out to me. I do currently have spaces for um, non-competitive clients. And like I said, I'm looking for a case study. So reach out if you are interested in coaching as well. Um, but have a wonderful rest of your day, guys. I'll see you in the next one. And thank you so much for listening. If you do enjoy the content on the Female Fitness, Female Fitness Podcast, please do like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment down below on YouTube. It would genuinely mean the world. Your support is why I keep this podcast running. I don't do it for money or anything like that. So please do show your support. It does mean a lot. And um, I've got some exciting guests coming up in the coming weeks. So keep your eyes peeled. Have a great rest of your day and I will speak to you soon.